ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it with my whip. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. You are tuning in here to the Friday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark with us, producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open for phone lines feel free to give us a call uh anything that we were discussing on yesterday's show or anything we're discussing on today's show and you want to weigh in and give us a call feel free to do that the only thing we ask you do is call during the breaks and have patience during the long segments and breaks and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly also keep in mind if you need to follow me via twitter you can do that at sports grind and also if you want to stream the show live during the broadcast and leave comments on the stream uh, you can go to facebook the business uh page of sports grind entertainment on facebook or my personal page and you can leave comments and uh, i'll respond to those on air in real time if not i'll respond to those later and also keep in mind if you ever miss any of the episodes live you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily and also if you are traveling or you're not in an area that carries terrestrial on radio um, or we're being preempted by Rangers or Astros. You can also log on to the same website, sportsgroundonline.com, and click the play button, and you'll get us there live as well. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? Ready, rock, and roll. All right. So, uh, real quick before we get into the sports business of things, uh, and just another uh, announcement, programming announcement. Uh, if you didn't listen earlier on during the week, uh, next week will be a short week for us. We'll be here with you Monday through Wednesday, and then we'll be off Thursday and Friday and returning that following Monday, and then we'll keep you up to date on the next schedule uh, time off as well, too. So, just want to put that out there as well. And you can always, those days we're off, always check the business uh, Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment. Jonas does a good job uh, posting uh, schedules when we're off and when we're back as well. Uh, he does that on um, my Twitter account as well, pretty pretty consistent as well, too. Because that's uh, just to, for the record, because that's not me. Because it wasn't for Jonas tweeting out to say, hey, we're off today, just a reminder. Y'all wouldn't know unless you tuned into real time. That's just one of those things I would let fall by the wayside that he's picked up. So always going to keep it real. I'm not going to take credit for work that I'm not doing. But anyway, all right, so the sports world, what do we got popping today? We've got a lot. Uh, you know, our ladies are going to take action. The pitch tonight, Women's World Cup continues to go on. I think they play at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, which is our time. Um, so they're going to t uh, take the field. Uh, security has been heightened in the Women's World Cup because I guess there was a shooting. I don't even know too many details on this, but I know that there was a shooting the other day close by one of the main stadiums or something like that. And uh, they've beeped up security. So just it's craziness and madness everywhere in the world. But our ladies start their quest tonight for a chance to three-peat something that no one's done, men or women, in FIFA World Cup play is to win three titles in a row very impressive if they're able to accomplish that but this is kind of really a new team um more new people than people still on the previous 
team that won it last time. So it's going to be interesting how they play out. Uh, baseball continues to roll on. Uh, we've got uh, day action. We got one day game right now between the Cardinals and the Cubs. You know, the Cardinals are, you know, before the All Star break, they were really far back. They're still kind of back, but they're one of those teams I think to watch out for. You know, they put some wins together. Wouldn't be surprised if they try to make a late second half season push. Uh, when we get a chance, we'll take a look at some of the American League and National League standings uh, and look at, you know, we got an important series that uh, got started last night uh, between the Rays and the Orioles. Uh, that's going to be one that I'll be paying attention to this weekend because, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the Rays are, st- you know, they got a lot of love on the show early on because of their start. But, you know, really, even before the All-Star break and post-All-Star break, they've slipped a little bit. I mean, they got a lot in the bank because the way they started the season off, but they're struggling a little bit. The Orioles were able to hold on. You know, they were up, then they gave up the lead, and they end up getting it back to win in extra innings and 10, and that's in Tropicana. So they took uh, game one of this series, but this is an important series between those two. The Orioles are balling. The Orioles are playing pretty good baseball, so make sure you pay attention to that. That's going to be an interesting series. Um, Salami smartass didn't even pay attention more, but he'll peek in the standing thing. Oh, is Ray still in the opening of the show? Like, nah, man, they they slipping a little bit, but you know they they still off to an impressive start. What they did, but the Orioles are continuing to do their thing. So we'll look at the standings, but try to get to that before we get out of here. Also, we've got uh, college, uh, some college football news as well. That we uh, that we need to get to Northwestern. We touched on it a little bit in regards to you know another investigation opening up in regards to that. Well, now today we're learning that uh, there was some heavy um, sexual misconduct, harassment, abuse, whatever you want to use, whatever word you want to use. But evidently, this is a this is a real problem. This isn't just an isolated incident. This is something that kept reoccurring and everybody's scrambling. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. We've got the former athletic director saying I had no idea. We've got current, you know, we've got one now. Supposedly there's a report out there that um, there was an assistant coach who witnessed some of this hazing. So we'll circle back around and get to that. But the main thing, and I said a little bit yesterday, is regards to it's amazing to me in the last 15 years, some of the scandals that we've seen happen on college campuses in regards to hazing, rape, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever you want to say, that you would think that some of the punishments that's been handed down, most coaches, most universities would learn their lesson to know, like, hey, all it takes is really that one disgruntled, that one disgruntled young man current or past on the team that felt that he got slighted a certain way by the head coach or the program. All it takes is one to blow the whistle. Okay. You don't need too short to tell you twice to blow the whistle. So these, these people, I mean, these people, I should say these head coaches and these football programs find themselves in this situation over and over again. It seems like in the last 15 years and nobody learns from the previous one. To say, hey, man, we if this is going on in our campus, we've got to cut that out. But we'll circle back around to that. We've got some primetime Coach Prime news as well, too. We've got Lane Kiffin pretty much coming to the defense of his former boss, Nick Saban. We touched on this yesterday with Paul Feinbein's comments. And he has his opinion on the state of college football as well, too. We'll get to that. Also, uh, anything um, – 
we've got a golf leaderboard update too. We've got the British Open. You know, the time, it's always tough with the British Open every year because the time difference, you know, from over here and then across the pond. And then you're talking about live coverage going off at three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. So by the time we come on air, everything's pretty much almost complete already for the day. Uh, so we'll get a look at the leaderboard. I know Rory finished round one at a minus one um, under. Um, well, actually, I think he finished going into the day two still at one under because I think he finished yesterday at even par, I think. Uh, but we'll get a full leaderboard update. Um, <clears throat> anything on the boxing and the fighting world front this weekend, Jonas? Anything that we need to make note of that pops at the top of your head, mm -hmm. UFC or boxing? The big one this weekend um, is going to be taking place up in Oklahoma. Uh, tomorrow, George Cambosos Jr. Maxi versus Maxi Hughes in a 12-round fight. Cambosos Jr., of course, uh, in that lightweight conversation, lost his belt to Haney. Uh, Haney just took down Lomachenko back in May, um, and and now you've got you know Shakur Stevenson and everybody in that kind of conversation. So that's really the big big one this weekend. Uh, UFC just a standard fight night over in the, in London. Well, um, yeah, so we're, 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 what, we're a few weeks away from the big one, right? The one that everybody's been wanting to wait for, the Crawford and uh, Spence, right? Yeah, we're, we're just a couple days, actually, away from um, the WBO, WBC Junior Featherweight title fight uh, with Stephen Fulton and, and Inoue. Um, you do have, you know, another, then there's another title fight taking, on, taking place there as well. And then, yeah, things get really crazy uh, in a week, just about a week. Uh, you've got back-to-back -back title fights again. Women's taking place on July 28th, and then 20 on July 29th in Vegas. Uh, Spence and Crawford um, for Spence's WBC, IBF, WA titles, and Crawford's WBO to uh, to make that undisputed title. Well, um, yeah, the, that's going to be the the big one you're talking about. Well, not the ne next one. I know you're telling about the one next one up, but the one afterwards, Spence and Cross. That that's one of those that I say. It comes with the casual boxer fan, the ones that are just not really paying attention to who's holding belts, who's doing that. But when you hear these two names and you've heard the buzz about this fight, those are the ones that get you to say, hey, I've got to make an appointment on Saturday night to watch this. Those that's the ones that I talk about that moves the needle. But anyway, let's start with the NFL like we will be doing from this point pretty much on uh, the National Football League as camps are really up and going and almost everybody will be in here by this time next week. Um, the news today, um, and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit uh, yesterday, uh, but one of the news today is really about the completion of the sale of the commanders and Daniel Snyder to the new group. And we talked a little bit about yesterday, but we're finding out that Snyder is going to get fined on his way out for $60 million. Now, when you hear that, and again, no matter what kind of money you got, when you got to take $60 million and it ain't to Uncle Sam, well, hell, even if it is Uncle Sam, it still hurts. But the fact of it is, especially if it's not to Uncle Sam, then automatically you're going to feel that and you're not a happy camper. So when you hear $60 million. But it was crazy because coming across this, if you, look, if you listen to this, when you talk about Based off, he sold the team, what was it, for 6 point what? 6.05, which is a record. Okay, for billion a record franchise. Right. 6.05 billion dollars. Oh, yeah, with a B. Okay, killer Bs. But 
when you do the math and percentages, okay, that comes out to 1% of the sale of the team. $60 million is 1%. That's one of those look at the glass half full or half empty situations. Even though it sounds like a needle in a haystack when you say 1%, oh, but that's $60 million regardless. And I guarantee you the way Snyder has portrayed himself and the way he went down swinging on this one, he's not too happy about this or his wife. But what can we get clarification? So this $60 million fine is pretty much just, I guess you would put it in plain if you had to do um, – Break it down, 101 for dummies. You would just basically say this has to be, without looking at the NFL rules or what the owner, this is really a fine to pretty much say you have put the business, which is the NFL and the Shield, in jeopardy and caused shame based off the practice, the constant investigations, and whether it was the cheerleaders, whether it's basically stealing money or holding for money from the rest of the owners and share revenue sharing, cooking the books, whatever. This is really a penalty for everything that has accumulated up to the sale of this team. Am I correct by saying that? Or is there something else, this 60, or is this $60 million fine, this 1%, is this more direct to a specific situation? According to the Associated Press, um, and Ben Nichols over there. Uh, this is the cumulative of everything. Okay, so that's what I you know, it is. It's because he sexually harassed a team employee, oversaw a team of executives who with, uh, knowingly and deliberately withheld the you know revenue from that they were owed to other clubs. This is the fine for doing so. Hmm. Huh. Well. And, again, and he's agreed to it, so right. well, he's hell, accepted his his one percent slap on the wrist. Even though I might not be too happy to it, but I'm gonna, you know, I want it all to go the way. I'm gonna agree to it too if I've got you know six other five and a half other billion dollars coming. I mean, that's what I'm gonna do uh, too. Um, and this goes back to, you know, I think I've heard Shaq talk about this briefly, and I've heard it be a matter of topic ever since that. You know, going back to the Donald Sterling situation. You know, some section of people, a portion of people across the country that are NFL football fans or media, they would look at this situation about what is he really being penalized for? Is the penalty, what message does this send to any other owners in the fraternity, not just in the NFL, but even when you're talking to NBA, MLB, what is the penalty when you get caught? Like, how is that a penalty when you're going to profit Six billion. Now, my response to people that look at it that way, and I can understand it, it makes sense, but the but my response to that would be is that I've said this before too. You have to understand, like, you there's no matter how much money you got, you just can't own a franchise team. There's a process that you have to go to. And there there's a situation where Everything is exclu about exclusivity and exclusive club members. And that's what pretty much owners, not just in the NFL and the NBA, MLB, and NHL, that's what they are. It's, it's an exclusive club of wealthy men and women who own these franchises. And that puts them on a different elite status than their other peers that are close to them or at matching them in their tax bracket. 
So when you say, well, what's the penalty of him still collecting over almost $6 billion on the way out? Who cares if you have to pay 1% and you really being punished? I would say, yeah, there's a punishment because a guy like Daniel Snyder, look, him and his family is going to be fine. I wouldn't be surprised if his wife, if you, if we read in another month or two months or three months that they're, his wife's filing for divorce, that would not be a shock. Not saying it's going to happen, but it would not be shocked. But he would still make it. She's going to get a good chunk. I don't know if they had prenups or not. But the truth of the matter is, is that the pain that's going to cause him long term where he's not going to be able to fill that void or that rush or that 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 fulfillment of being a professional football owner especially of a team with historic franchise history as the washington football team or come ak commanders that's basically really what the punishment's going to be long term for mr snyder in my opinion you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by dosecchi's get a dose we are broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios calvin casey jonas clark producing and spinning the one and twos we'll be back Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. Back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark spinning the one and twos for this R&B Friday. Almost forgot it was R&B. And Larvin coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody jacking Marvin and everything. States for her. We'll get into that, though. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right. 877-37-GRIND. And... 
This next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. Keep in mind, Specs, if you're looking for what's the latest new items that are coming in, if you pay attention to seasonal product, or you already know what you want and you just want to deliver to your door because it's just too damn hot to go anywhere, make sure you don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. 877-37-GRIND. We've got uh, Michael C. Ryder checking in with us on Facebook Live. Says, can't wait to hear your take on that Jason song. The song had a lot of dog whistles. Well, Michael, yes, you must have been listening to yesterday's show or the podcast. I'm going to get to that, probably get to it toward the uh, last hour of the show. Uh, But I will definitely give my opinion on that. Um Probably going to surprise you a little bit, but I'm going to give you my opinion on it, how I feel about the whole thing. Um, but, yeah, okay. I, w- I could actually mix in, too, Michael, the, uh, a little bit on the um, – what's her name again? The young lady who basically decided to try to see if she could fake her own kidnapping experience by listening to ta- – watching or Googling Taken, the movie. Um Forgot the young lady's name, because um, I know I told you. Uh, about Carly Russell. Carly Russell. Yeah, that's an L for the community, man. That's two. I mean, if you go toward the 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 JC Somlet, whatever his name is, most of that. What was the other black dude that lied and said he got beat up? That was about a few years. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett. Jesse. Jesse. J U S S I. Man, well, we should have known he was trouble just by having his parents spell his name like that. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that's not a good one. That's one of those you wish you could probably trade for a couple first round picks. You know, Eminem. You know. You can't get shady, man. Come on now. Maybe a sixth rounder. Hmm. I'd even take Jack Harlow. What about Jack? Uh, yeah, his acting skills are a little off. You can take him. This chick here, man. Anyway, all right, we'll get to that. But we, we've got some sports to uh, to discuss here. So we will start in the National Football League. Um, and let's start with, I mean, like you said, we talked about the Snyder situation. So in the grand scheme of things, the, the like I said yesterday's show, you should just be happy if you are a Commanders fan and a Washington fan because you've been waiting for this day uh, forever. But I do think Snyder is going to – it's going to take some time. He has a big pillow to fall on, right, about $6 billion. Uh, we'll see what his wife decides to do. But the fact that he's not going to be in the fraternity anymore, I think that that's really going to have a problem with him long term. But it is what it is. He brought it on himself. You know, probably thought he was above the shield, above thought he was the smartest one in the room out of 31 other owners. And, you know, it came back to bite him in the ass and he, you know, pretty much couldn't keep prolonging it. And really, it just came down to his peers. The big dogs wanted him out and they got it done. Uh, But moving on, the other news today is Jaguars assistant coach has come out the closet and basically announced that he is openly gay. 
which has gotten a reaction from the owner who has basically released a statement of support. What is this um, man's name again, assistant Jacksonville? Uh, Kevin Maxson. He's Kevin the assistant Maxson. strength coach for Jacksonville. Okay, so no one I haven't really heard from him. He's a strength. He's a strength coach. Assistant strength coach. Assistant strength coach. Is he a? Do we know if he's a? Maybe you don't know this because I don't know it. Is he a former NFL player? I would like to know that. I haven't, you know, seen that reported, but we'll see. I mean, if you put it in perspective, and and I'll find out. We'll find out if he's former a former NFL player or not. Is he? Um, not according to NFL.com. Uh, okay. They note that he joined the Jaguars in 2021, was previously a strength coach at Baylor and Vanderbilt, uh, and worked as an intern at Iowa and Army. Okay, so this is kind of going to support me, me getting the confirmation on this from you is going to kind of go along with what my original take was going to be anyway. And I guess it comes down to, you know, you, you hear, I guess you hear, a lot of people, you know, media and fans over the years that say, prime example, <clears throat> just last February. Well, this is the first time that we'll have two African-American quarterbacks competing against each other in the Super Bowl. And you have a lot of media and fans will say, when do we when can we stop talking about that? When can it just be because this and that and this? Well, my question is, too, like, when is this going to be to where why is this even news? And and not only that, it's like this is and the other part of this is if he's the assistant strength and condition coach and he's never played in the NFL before. Why is this news? Why is this being reported? And why do they feel like this has to be this could almost been a situation and who knows if they've been handling or people internally or people that's worked in the Jacksonville organization, players, coaches, staff, trainers, secretaries. Maybe this is something that their team and their community's already known already. Um, and I can understand like, you know, part of cons, which is the owner, part of his statement, just paraphrasing part of it was like, hey, you know, on the lines of just saying, hey, he's free, a weight lifted off his shoulder, whatever. Okay, I get that. But to my point, it's like he's the assistant trainer. There is nobody – you could be a diehard Jacksonville fan, and you could pretty much be just – and even if you're just a fan of the NFL, there's nobody in the industry, in the media, whoever, that could have named you Jacksonville's assistant trainer off the top of their head without Googling it, in my opinion. So the point I'm trying to make is why is this and this is on every major website today, but why is this news? Because there's a guy that is gay that is on the assistant trainer list that has to come out and this is news. Because he's the first major US men's pro sports coach to come out as gay. As a male. Because you have you have you know women that have come out and that's totally different story in terms of working in the nfl but i feel like especially if you talk about movements um it usually starts a little bit smaller before other people build up the courage to join right to join a movement and i feel like if you start here with assistant strength coach uh it maybe eventually you get to the strength coach maybe you get an offensive coordinator quarterbacks coach uh, it's got to start somewhere. Somebody has to be the first. Um, and usually that's going to be a, a lower risk 
know, it's an offensive coordinator doesn't doesn't want to lose his job because of the uh, the discrimination he could face. And of course, in today's world, that's not going to fly. Not everybody can eat a sixty million dollar fine like Dan Snyder. Well, um, well, the, look, so I it's hear... going to start somewhere. So I would look at this as maybe the first uh, pebble to fall on the landslide. Well, there's two things to that. Number one, I hear sudden what what you're saying, but I would sit there and say it's a story if this is a former player because now we can sit there and say, were you gay as a player? Did anybody in the locker room know? Well, he's never had that experience of an NFL locker room, so he didn't play. But we've already had yeah. Michael Sam and Carl Nassib, who right. were players, come out at that time right. while as active players. What does it matter and, and, if he's a former player? Well, or not? because then also we've had a number of former players. Right. Come out. Well, that goes why why is this news i mean news flash the first openly gay active male coach in men's sports in the u.s news flash that's basketball right he might be the first he might be the first to come out but news flash there i don't think this shocked anybody today i think we're to the point right now in this country of what we've gone through in regards to whether they're in race relations gender relations don't want to be my gender relations let my kid choose his gender relations. I mean, I can go on and on. I think this going on all major websites that we have a assistant trainer, not a coach, not a coordinator, not a defensive back coach, not a, an assistant trainer. That's what I'm keep harping on, that this is on major sites. It shouldn't be that big of a news because the reality of it is where he's the first there. The, I mean, there's in the in, all professional. I've said this before. And if you're in denial of this, then I would say even I know I have some old school ways of thinking that I get criticized for. But the reality of it is, if you really you do need to come to the new ages, if you think I can tell you there is at least three to five gay men on in a on a coaching player in a locker room and on every NFL team. Now, whether they're out, whether there's anybody in the organization knows that's a whole different story. Okay. And to me, I've always said this, even when you talk about the players who have actually come out, the couple that have, you go back to the Michael Sam situation. I've always said that really, if you want to talk about movements, if you want to talk about making people, others um, that are dealing with, you know, living a lie or feeling ashamed or not comfortable to come out, I get it. But at the end of the day, it's going to take uh, it's going to take a big name. If we're talking about starting a movement of really people, other people feeling comfortable to come out, it's going to take a lot more than an assistant trainer. It's going to have to be a – and I'm not just talking NFL. I'm talking about in sports. It's going to have to be a big sport, a big name, former or current. For example, if D. Wade would come out and say, hey, man, just to let you all know, I've been hiding a secret. Gabrielle knows I'm gay. Ain't gonna shock me if you kind of look at you know certain things going on. It wouldn't shock, but that would get the needle moving. And when I say the needle moving, not clickbait, not oh hey man, did you mean like oh well damn if he came out then okay maybe I feel comfortable coming out. And see you, I gotta take this with a grain of salt because you gotta listen, you gotta understand the person who's delivering this take to you right now the way I made up. If I was in those shoes, I'm a you know I'm a heterosexual male, but if I was in those shoes dealing with sponsors or doing a show or having this and then i was basically felt like man i'm really basically gay me type i've always told y'all this me i don't really care too much of what people think of me outside my immediate family okay whether it's peers that criticize me whether it's fans well you suck or the show it doesn't matter to me that's just the way i be that's what i told you 
92, 93, being an African-American man playing tennis, liking tennis. This is before we knew what was in Compton and Venus Arena. We were in an era where Arthur Ashe had already gone on a bit, you know, when we're talking about there. I, I didn't care. I mean, I had to hear it. I got looked at like I was the, the bearded lady at the circus show. I didn't care because you, you had to get to know me like, hey, I'll be tennis, but I can also talk to you about that. That's how I've been. If I was gay, I don't care if anybody else came out. I would tell you. Be like, hey, man, I like Dick Tracy. I mean, what this is should not be in a story from an assistant trainer. Because honestly, I thought it was a coordinator. I thought it was a coach. Well, he is a coach. Assistant strength coach. But he's not the strength coach. He's the assistant. It's like one of those, you need a job, man. Yeah, come on, man, assistant. But I'm just telling you, in regards to if you take the angle, which a lot of people would take your angle, if you look at it as a movement starts or this is for other people, then my theory to that is going to take a lot bigger name than an assistant trainer. But maybe now because the assistant uh, strength coach did so, maybe now, like I said, you get the strength coach, you get the quarterback's assistant, you get the offensive coordinator who feels he came out. He didn't know the world. His world didn't fall apart for him. Maybe I can start living my truth now too. Right? That's the stuff you hear from Michael Sam. That's the stuff you hear from Carl Nassib. So it's got to start somewhere, and, and and it might not even be the NFL. Maybe you. Maybe again, this is a first across major men's pro sports. So that Whoa. includes MLB. That includes NBA. And that includes the NHL. Would have been, look, nothing against this man that came out. Evidently, it's a burden for lifted from his shoulders. You know, uh, you know, things like this can cause people to, you know, not feel like living and doing that, which is a very serious uh, subject, whether you agree with the lifestyle or not. But the reality of it is, is that even if this was a coach, a head coach, this would to, do, to accomplish what you're trying to say to accomplish. There's a reason why when you bring up Michael Sam, you know, Carl Nesby, the other guy, there's a reason why nothing's really changed yet. Because those guys, it's like, okay, Tom Brady comes out. That's a story. That could change a lot of people feeling comfortable. Patrick Mahomes coming out, saying, hey, you wonder why I can put up with my wife as much as I do and the answers they do? Because honestly, I really, I'm gay. That's headline. That's that that makes the next person that special teams player, third string running back, third string, fourth string on the wide receiver. And you're just trying to keep a job. Then that makes those guys feel comfortable. Not assistant trainer, in my opinion. And I'm not poo-pooing on what he did because he has a right to do it. But also, I feel like we're at a time like this shouldn't be the lead story in NFL coverage on all major sites. And I understand we're in July. It's I understand. groundbreaking. It's a first. It's, it's, it's groundbreaking, Joe. You're gonna go even if it's a first. It's groundbreaking. That, that there's levels when, when, to when, things when, to when me. When you have a first across major men's pro sports, I feel like yes, it is newsworthy. Is it? A, is it entire segment worthy? That's your decision. Apparently, it was worth talking about. Well, yeah, because evidently everybody's going to – I mean, again, it's summer, it's July, it's a story, it's covering the NFL. I'm going to bring it up because if you don't bring it up, then you get accused of being homophobic. You see, we're in a no-win situation, the silent majority. If we don't acknowledge it, we don't talk, well, you got a problem with it. You're homophobic. 
And trust me, I've been called that in my own household. Yeah. Now, part of me saying it, like, well, damn, Calvin, what do you say behind closed doors? Well, it doesn't matter. What I'm telling you, I don't consider myself is that. I just consider myself as like, okay, whether you agree with the lifestyle or not, we've got to learn to accept everybody's got opinion. Everybody is catering to somebody, a certain group. Ally Aldi. Well, I'll get to that take here in a little bit. This life is becoming more of chess, chess than checkers than it's ever been before. And I ain't talking about just sports. I'm talking about in general. Because again, and I'm pretty sure moving on from this, people in Jacksonville, in that organization, they've known this already. The players have known, the owner, for him to release a statement that he's known, Coach is known, probably Doug Peterson, they've known. And it's going to be business as usual. When they show up to camp, it's going to be – they might have a little bit more media members want to talk to this assistant trainer, but it's going to be business as usual. Guys know, in the, like I said, every professional sports team from – this is my opinion – from MLB to NFL to NHL to the NFL – there's at least one to two to three gay men in that locker room, whether they're coaches, whether they're players, whether they're trainers. That's just what it is. Yeah, but fans don't know. So if fans were to see a guy with a Jacksonville Jaguar staff shirt holding hands with another guy walking around Jacksonville, they'd be like, wait a minute. You got some crazy fans who do know the staff. And they're like, Wait a minute! Isn't isn't that I see him on side on the sidelines sometimes? Isn't that one of our guys? Why is he doing that? Now and this those, guy gets to live his truth in public. And then this is what I would tell those particular fans you think of. I would tell, wake up! Why is it come to the part like you? It's there whether it's in your. I see it in TV commercials, TV sitcoms. Every damn sitcom come out has to have a gay couple, whether it's two women or two men. What the hell are these people thinking? So what if you saw this guy walking down there like, oh, what the hell? Like, I would say, come out of 1980, 70s, and then come on. But that goes along to where if we sit there and say, do we have to say there's just the first time two black quarterbacks played here? Well, do we have to announce everybody's sexual preference every time, whether it's assistant training? That's all I'm saying. Listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this... It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers' steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. 
Spec says you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.